Okay, so on this week's episode of The Leavening, there are serious, serious spoilers for the movie Spider-Man No Way Home because we're pretty much just talking about that movie the whole time. So if you have not seen that movie and don't want things to be spoiled, do not listen to this week's episode. It would just, it would not be a good thing. For those of you that have, that have watched that movie, a couple things that we talk about today are the difficulty of living a unified and integrated life, problems that we face when we try to fix people, and my inability to have any kind of impulse control at all. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Welcome to this week's episode of The Leavening. Today I'm here with Betsy and Michelle, and we're talking just about one movie. We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. So this is it. This is the big Spider-Man episode. And um, we'll just start off by asking you two, so general impressions of this movie. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the best Marvel movie ever? You know, it, it... You know, I, I, I was crying. There were moments. Mm-hmm. I thought it just kind of, you know, a, a lot of the write-ups kept saying, oh, it's a love letter, you know. Yeah. For all this. And it really was. It really was. I, I mean, you know, you're bringing in all these other versions and thinking about, like, versions of yourself, too, you know, from when you were younger. And, oh, yeah, just, it was it was very nicely done. Andrew, was, Andrew Garfield is a very emotional actor. Like, you just looking at him, you see emotions, and it was like, it was amazing. And I don't remember his movies very well, but it made me want to go look at, the, you know, watch them again. I've had to go back and watch because, yeah, the same thing. I had, I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. I think he's better than the movies he was in. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like he's really good. Mm-hmm. And he was just nominated for an Oscar for something else. And he still looks young. How long ago were those movies? Like ten years ago. Because, like, I saw him at the Oscars Sunday, and he just still looks exactly the same. Yeah. Somebody who never ages. He never ages. Although Tobey Maguire kind of is in that. He will always be Boy Wonder, yeah. He looked older, though. I don't know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He's still boyish. Right. He was really wide-eyed a lot of times in the movie. Mm -hmm. He was acting in a different way. He was, like, the more grown-up one, I guess. Yes, not the wide eyes. Right. He didn't have that shocking, like, what? He was more mature. So, Betsy, great Marvel movie or the greatest Marvel movie? Great Marvel movie. (laughs) Yep. Great. Very well done. It was. Very, very well done. Yep. Did they have to kill Aunt May? I mean, really? I guess they kind of had to, right? Well, that's the whole... The whole concept of empire, right? There are sacrifices along the way for the for the greater good. Isn't she sacrificed for the greater good? Yeah. I just figured Disney owns Marvel now, so you know. <laughs> yep. Kill <laughs> off a, a parental figure. Yep. But also, like the whole Spider-Man, all the movies, at least, and like back to his comic books. I mean, it's kind of a tragic story, right? Like always, it's always mm-hmm. death and loss. Always. But for what end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the growth that comes out of loss. Yeah. You know, that's real. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. So um, let's just skip 
to the ending, and maybe that'll open up some things we can talk about. So uh, when he, when Peter Parker goes and sees MJ at the donut shop, he has this whole thing rehearsed. He's going to tell her, and he doesn't say mm. anything. Mm-hmm. All he does is he says his name, but that's you know, ask for coffee, but that's about it. Why do you think he didn't choose to go deeper and like try to have her understand who he was? I think he had an impression that she was happy or she was in a good place. Right. And then so it was kind of like sacrificing his own happiness. Yeah. Because she's, yeah. I mean, was, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but did she get into MIT? Yeah. Yeah. That version. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, Oh, well things are happening for her. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to muck it all up? Mm. And she talks about having a good feeling about things Mm. for once. Why do you she think? She still the necklace, though. Yeah. So we'll see. Right. Why do you think that he doesn't? Well, before I wow you with my answer, um, there's something else, too. Like, so in that scene at the end, when MJ and Ned are sitting together, and Ned's just on his phone, like, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he seems distracted and really focused on whatever he's doing on his phone. Mm-hmm. I think the seeds are being planted for him to be in the next villain, right? Just because I think he, you know, he doesn't even know Peter Parker. So it's not like he's turning on his best friend. He doesn't remember the promise he made. So he's going to MIT. He's a smart guy. Could be. You never know. I know. Who do you think he's going to be? That's right. That's a good question, right? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. You just made me give the big um, Spider-Man eyes of <laughs> Tobey Maguire when he dropped that one. Yeah. I was like, what? I mean, because he has to. You can't just mention that. And then not build on it later. Well, you can, but we hope they don't. Right. Oh, Ned, what are you going to do? Anyway, so why do I think? Well, I think part of it goes to early on there was a question. Or early on, there, yeah, there was a question about, I think May's talking to Peter. No, 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 it's not. Who's talking to him? Maybe it was a, maybe it was Willem Dafoe. Maybe it was a Green Goblin. There was someone talking to him. About um, his problem isn't, oh, it's Dr. Strange talking to him. He says, your problem is you're living two lives. Mm-hmm. That's your problem. And I think at the end, he sees that that was a problem, that it's hard. You can't just be Peter Parker and Spider-Man to some people and then just Peter Parker to some people and Spider-Man to people. I think that mm-hmm. the whole integrating his life or his lives into one, I think he realized he can't really do it if he's has close relationships with those two, at least not right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Because now he's able to totally recreate himself anew because he has no identity at all. No one knows him. So he has this chance to like actually be the integrated version of himself that maybe he needs to be. Maybe. That was at least my initial thought. Take on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe it's just because we yeah, need a Right. I mean, then there's also the component of losing all of his close relationships. Everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's you get to reinvent yourself, uh-huh. start fresh, but at what cost, Omar? Yeah. What's right. the sacrifice of that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he uh, it's that whole that, that little line, you know, that whole great power, great responsibility thing. Maybe he's realizing that's a real thing, and that he has. His responsibility. Has to live it out. Yeah, at least mm. it, for time, at least temporarily, he has to like you know be on his own, mm. without mm-hmm. any Stark technology to use, just him swinging around the neighborhood, maybe. Mm-hmm. But that whole idea about having you know, 
living two different lives made me think about, especially early on when I got serious about my faith, like in my adulthood. I was living kind of two different lives for a while because I was pursuing ordination as a pastor in the United Methodist Church. But at the same time, I was almost embarrassed to mention that to people because people knew me in a certain way. And it was Mm -hmm. weird trying to show people that I'm still the same person I always was, but I was different. And I had a lot of trouble integrating those two things. And I wonder in general, do we have trouble integrating our life of faith with just our regular life that we, you know, have? Are we ever embarrassed to say like, you know, I'm a Christian? So interesting. Um, When my kids were in elementary school, I was um, PTA president. And so I led these different um, components of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Work life at church, family life, and then this you know, the school world where my, with my kids and there was a little bit of crossover. Some mm-hmm. very few people knew me in, in, in all settings, but not many. The language is different in both settings, but I don't think the purpose or the true identity is different in, right. in the settings, but your my language was different. Mm-hmm. So like you love people using God language at church, mm-hmm. but Maybe not so much in the school world. That's, right. you know, that crosses a line that, and there are other it, kids it, there. It almost puts up a red flag, right? Yeah, it does. Uh-huh. But, and so, and so your actions are the same, but your, your language is different maybe, yeah. or um, it's not as, ov- it's not as overt. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it is like you're living two different worlds and you have to remember what space you're in and what place you're in and uh-huh. what language am I supposed to use here and what language am I, sp- yeah. It's hard. It is. That's hard. You have to remember your audience, I guess, mm-hmm. in 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 different spaces. When uh, when I first moved to Chicago after college, I made a conscious effort to separate different sections of my life. Like I wanted my college friends over here, and then my family, including my little sister, over in a different area. Like I didn't want those two things to intermix because it just seemed weird to me. Now, 20 years later, you know, they intermix to the point where one of my good friends from college is not married to my little sister. <laughs> all the worlds, all the worlds collided. Completely crossed over. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I tried. I tried to keep you away, Michelle. <laughs> you know what you were saying about... Um... I just think too, just within Christianity, there's such a range mm-hmm. of beliefs that it's almost I found being mindful of the language I use, just depending on on where someone is on that spectrum. Yes, because mm-hmm. oh, I could talk to someone, you know, and talk about love, and you know, sure being inclusive and just welcoming and then right just someone may not have that same understanding or or but or you could um, have almost like yeah or you get someone like agreeing with everything you say like oh yeah love is important oh yeah we need to be accepting and welcoming but then if you throw in the fact that like you go to church or if you say the name jesus all of a sudden like wait a minute yeah you know that's i'm not on board with that because i think a lot of people have been harmed by the church 
you know, and yeah. a lot of people are just, just see the worst examples that have happened inside church or around church and are, mm-hmm. you know, for good reasons, wary. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. I still don't like offer up, like when I meet my kids, like friends, I don't offer up, or their parents, I don't offer up the fact that, oh, I'm a pastor because Correct. there's baggage yeah, involved there. there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You watch them stiffen. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Weird stuff. But Spider Man shows that it's not just that everyone, I think, has. Mm-hmm. He's normal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Inter- mm-hmm. Living an integrated life is a challenge. Yeah. There's a also. And as a young person, too, I think, you know. And what? He has. As a young person. Yeah. So really? he's also, uh-huh. he's just a kid, right? That's what they say on the bus or yeah. whatever. Like, oh, he's a kid. Uh-huh. So he's. He's going through all of this, which everyone yes. goes, but also, right, just in a time of life where things are just really confusing uh-huh. and emotional. Yeah, and then he's just a kid, and then he also has to be a superhero that saves the world. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a big responsibility. <laughs> it's huge yeah. for a kid that just wants to get into college. Yeah, Peter Parker. It's not all gravy for Peter Parker. <laughs> so uh, there's a scene where Aunt May's talking to Peter because Peter has determined the fact that he just needs to send all the bad guys back to their worlds, mm. and they're going to die there. Looks like he finds out, you know, later on, but he know he doesn't care because that's not his problem. He just needs to fix things right here. And she says, like, you know, is that good for them or is it good for you? And then there's a whole idea of rationalization, rational, rationalizing things, like how often we do things not because they're objectively the right things to do, but because we convince ourselves of the right things to do because they're the easier things to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I know I don't know about the two of you, but I know that I'm pretty good at rationalizing things. Oh, I'm great at rationalizing things. Yeah. Right. But does he, does he not send them back because, are we talking about the five villains? Yeah. Does he not send them back, not because he can rationalize it, but he, because he's holding space for them to choose to do good or change the right. way they're doing it? So, like, yeah, but I think at first he just wants to send them back. Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. And that would be the easier thing. Yeah. It would. Mm-hmm. But not for them. Because they just go back to their lives that aren't going to end well. Mm-hmm. But isn't that, I mean, that's what their fate is. Right. Mm-hmm. So they have to live that out. Decisions have consequences, right? They, they do. Yes. It's like that whole trolley question. What's the trolley the ethical, question? The ethical, you know, like the, the trolley oh, right. is going down the tracks and going to hit five people, which uh, it's interesting, five villains. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look at that. And do you do nothing, right? Or do you pull the lever and kill one person? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's um Yeah, what's the greater good? Mm-hmm. Or, or or what's the decision for the greater good? So Peter seems to decide that it's okay to risk the lives of many for the life of one or five people, right? He he gets convinced that he has to send all of them back. He wants all of them to be fixed. Yeah. So uh in a very real way, he's showing that when we do that mental calculus that moral calculus in our heads that it's easy for us to like rationalize like oh yeah it's okay to sacrifice one person or five people for many but 
maybe that's not the right thing because maybe there's intrinsic value in each individual life that every life needs to be protected, you know, if there's a chance, maybe. Not maybe every life has intrinsic value because every yes. life does have right. intrinsic value. Yes. Is, right. Yes. But we shouldn't just be so quick to rationalize sacrificing anyone or any number of people for the greater good. Correct. Because, I mean, if we're going to, even though we're just talking about Spider-Man, if we're going to mix things up a little bit, like Grindelwald's big thing was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, conquer muggles for the greater good mm-hmm. because it's just better for us. We're better people And anyway. is it our choice to have somebody sacrifice for the greater good? Right. Don't we hope that that's, you know, mm-hmm. ooh, that gets sticky. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one thing, right? Sacrificing yourself. Right. Making that choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to offer up somebody else to do it, ugh. Which is why it's so troubling when you like hear about the peace talks going on with Ukraine and Russia and stuff. Yeah. Like they're doing these talks and negotiating, but in the meantime, people are being killed, lives are being lost, yeah. people are being separated from families. Awful things are happening to individuals, but people are just doing the moral calculus in their heads, like, well, this is an acceptable amount of people we can lose, or this is just... Well, right. I mean, somebody who opposes the status quo, I mean... Uh their 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 life uh is is a part of the casualties that can happen and it's acceptable right mm-hmm. anybody who p- opposes the status quo so when when we're talking about war when yeah. we're talking about that i mean isn't that one of the reasons that the united states military forces support spider-man and these marvel ones because it is about the if you oppose the status quo it's okay to that you you don't survive or that you don't right. you don't make it um so when we're talking about war, there there is that stance. Somebody who's going against what is good, mm-hmm. it, it's okay for them to be sacrificed and to be right obliterated and yeah, yeah. You don't hear much talk about how, uh, w- however, this Russia Ukraine thing ends. You don't hear much talk about well, will we be able to? redeem vladimir putin will we be able to like you know have him you know yeah i don't think anybody's light. holding space for him in that way right <laughs> no. yeah mm. i mean statements have been made that yeah he needs to no longer be in power and doing what he's doing mm-hmm. right uh, there, there I, I have not been a part of any conversation that has is he redeemable is no, he right right can he be rehabilitated yeah can he quit poisoning people yeah right, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I think Aunt May might have a different right? view. I think right. so too. She would think that he could be fixed. Mm-hmm. Or she would see that there's trauma or mental illness uh-huh. or some kind of not unresolved anger, <laughs> or, you know, and she would write, I think, at mm-hmm. least from how she responded to these villains that were trying to kill Peter. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were like to the extreme, right? Not just flawed individuals, no. not just it right. It's interesting too, because I think what the movie shows us has something to do with this, maybe because and we talked about this when we talked about redemption a few weeks ago, that um you can't be redeemed, you can't be rehabilitated if you don't want to be, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like the electro like didn't want to be rehabilitated. He was liking the feeling of power that he had. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and if he had to be a murderer to continue to have that power, he was okay with that. Um, mm-hmm. The lizard guy, he seemed pretty happy being a lizard, you know. And so I don't know if we ever get to if, if Putin will ever get to the point where he'd be like, oh, yeah, I need to be rehabilitated. And if he didn't get to that point, would Aunt May still think that we still need to fix him? You know what I mean? Probably, yeah, yeah. So fixing people against their will, though, seems problematic too, right? Yeah, but there's always that that person that holds out hope, right? That will be, you know, that person. I mean, never lets go of that that piece of it. There's mm-hmm. always there's always hope there. There is a little bit, right? And oftentimes to the detriment of themselves. You know, like yes. she died. Right. She, she was holding out, and she was yeah. killed by. The you know the green goblin who she was trying to have the first one uh-huh. right she was trying to, she's shown compassion for yeah I don't you know with that whole thing I was thinking it made me think of like is there a limit to grace oh, right? right because with Aunt May there didn't seem to be I mean right and, yeah. and a larger ask question too mm-hmm. no she didn't ex- she didn't express any kind of regret or anything when she was dying I mean we you know she was just told Peter he needs to be responsible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it's interesting because Aunt May, like, showing that ultimate grace because she was, like, she heard she didn't waver. She didn't waver in no, her grace. No, ever. No, yeah. Uh-huh. So, it's just, it's just nice to see in a very real way a female character being the Christ figure in a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. We don't catch that all the time. Although Black Widow did too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So, um, is anyone else hoping that there's going to be an amazing Spider-Man three, so Andrew Garfield can get to play Spider-Man again, but like maybe in a movie that's better? Can they make it better? I don't know. I, I, I think they could. I don't know. I I think right. Or are we going to have to wait for Doctor Strange's movie? Yeah, right. he's going to come out in that, right? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. There's been spoilers. Who knows? But I think the public wants more Andrew Garfield. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they do. And Marvel and Disney, they know this. They're not dumb. They'll give they'll mm-hmm. give the people what they want. I mean, because that's kind of what this whole movie was, was giving people what they want. Like yeah, this movie was. was just tying it up. It was just yeah. candy for yeah. Spider Man fans. Yep. You know, Spider Man was my first superhero that I it was my first favorite superhero, like mostly because of my age, I think, because they had the animated show yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. With the old Spider-Man theme song. Well, to be able to climb buildings, come on. I know. What a cool, yeah, what a cool superpower. <laughs> it and is. shoot webbing, come on. And have spidey senses. Come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any uh, last and, thoughts? It, Go ahead. Right? Was it an alien? Right. That's right. Yep. Just a kid from Queens. Kind of awkward. Yeah. Right. Truly. Nerdy, and they made they re-embraced his nerdiness in this movie. Yeah, they did. They're, yeah, yeah, which was good. He was doing he was doing math on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, he trapped. Didn't he trap Doctor Strange using math? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, right? <laughs> That's like that was like a superpower. Showing yep. math more powerful than magic. You can't get more nerdy than that. You can't get more nerdy than that. That's right. The three of them in the lab just working. Right, Andrew, Gar- right. <laughs> Andrew Garfield had a lab coat for some reason. I know, right? It's so funny. <laughs> good, good stuff. 
anyway, so I think that's about it for Spider-Man, at least for now. Uh, any closing thoughts or words of wisdom? I don't think, think I have any. Okay. I'm looking forward to it coming on one of the platforms so I can see it again. Right. See, I I rented it, or actually I bought it on Voodoo. And I, and I knew I shouldn't just because it's going to be on Netflix and stuff soon. There's no reason to buy it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. My, but again, it's been your favorite superhero for right? how long. You've got to. Exactly. And my impulse control has never been really good. I've never been good at waiting <laughs> for things. All right. Well, thank you both very much. And... uh Talk to you soon. See you next time. All right. It was fun. Bye.